Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Federal Baseball's Dave Nichols on the line as well. After the Nationals 10-7 win over the Pirates in PNC Park, 91-64 after the 10-7 win. You take two or three from the Pirates after clinching last night. Head back home for the final homestand. Before we get into the game, though, Dave, I woke up to some horrible news this morning. Jose Fernandez, 24-year-old Miami Marlins pitcher, killed in a boating accident early this morning around 3 a.m., according to reports there. Somehow managed to run their speedboat into a jetty. Three people on board, including Fernandez, all killed. Just a horrible way to start the day. Horrible news for the baseball world, for Fernandez's family. Just really hard to believe. Hasn't really sunk in yet. I mean... We are just watching him dominate the Nationals early this week in the, the series in Marlins Park. He was on the mound and lively as ever, just dominating the Nationals. And a few days later, he's dead. And it's just really hard to believe at this point. And like I said, it hasn't sunk in that it actually happened. But seeing Don Mattingly and the Marlins out there is just heartbreaking today, hearing them talk about him and having lost him. Yeah, it's. It's obviously a tragedy for the Miami Marlins. It's a tragedy for Major League Baseball. Um, it's a tragedy when any time when a young life is taken uh, in a seemingly preventable accident like this, um, it, it, you know, any time that, that an athlete dies, you know, especially in season, right, because it's so fresh in our minds. We just saw him dominate the Nats earlier this week, and, uh, it just it 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 makes you stop, and um, it's just it, it, you're right. It's just, it's tough to take. It's hard to put it into words. Um, you know, we we look for sports as a relief from the real world, and then when the real world uh, interjects upon it in such a harsh manner as this, um, it just it's it's difficult to accept and. Um, just a, a superior young talent, um, an effervescent personality by all accounts, and um, and it's just he's the type of guy that type of personality that Major League Baseball needs more of, and it's just a, a tragedy to see that snuffed out so early in, in his career and in his life. Yeah, kind of guy who had the personality where you could totally dominate the team you're cheering for, and you'd still enjoy watching him succeed and do what he did on the mound. So. Horrible news out there to start the morning, but there was baseball to be played. Miami and Atlanta actually canceled their game, but the rest of the league went on uh, with heavy hearts, I'm sure. But there's games to be played in Pittsburgh. The Nationals won 10 to 7. There was some drama there, however, and didn't go well for the Nationals. Uh, third inning, I believe it was the third. I, like I said, yeah. I was half part going into this game, but uh, Bryce Harper triples to start the inning. Going around the third, uh, Pirates third baseman. Okay, it was, yes, top of the third. I'm sorry, that was annoying me that I couldn't remember what inning it was. But Parker goes into third there. Looks like he's going to have a stand-up triple. Uh, Kong fakes a tag, basically pretending that he's going to get the tag in there. Forces Harper to make an awkward slide at the end because he couldn't tell if the ball was really coming in and there was going to be a play there. Went in really awkwardly. Uh, apparently sprained his thumb, Dusty Baker saying, after the game. Nationals were really not happy about it. Later in the game, A.J. Cole threw behind uh, Kong's back or head, depending on which team you're cheering for. Apparently, it's either the back or the head. Uh, 
definitely a purpose pitch there. Cole got tossed immediately after a kind of shaky outing, which he walked the first three batters he faced, gave up three runs in the first, and kind of settled in after that. But he stepped up for the Nationals, and I'm not a big fan of these kind of plays, but he did throw behind them at least and got immediately ejected. The benches cleared. Sean Rodriguez, a pirate who is looking for a reason to fly off the handle, it seems most of the time, got into it with uh, Oliver Perez and Jason Worth. It almost turned into a brawl there. Kind of cooler heads prevailed, but National Land Pirates were both hot after that and really kind of an ugly incident there. And most importantly from the Nationals' end, we now have a Bryce Harper injury with a week left in the in the season and a thumb injury for someone who struggled at the plate. Really bad news for the Nationals all around. Yeah, it is, and, and we'll start with, with the play to begin with um, uh, by Jung Ho Kong. I mean, it's just, it, it's Bush League. Uh, you know, occasionally uh, that play happens at, at second base. Um, it, it's a little more acceptable there, but um, but to be flashing a, a fake tag when the guy's coming in on a triple, when there's no, when there's no throw coming, uh, it's just absolutely Bush League. The, the Nationals had right to be mad about it. Um, Dusty Baker had right to, to yell at Clint Hurdle about it. It's it just it totally, um, totally second class there. There's just no call for it whatsoever. Only bad things can happen uh, when you do something like that, and, and in this case, something bad did happen. Um, the Nats have everything to play for. The Pirates have almost nothing to play for at this point, and, and for somebody to be doing that on a day when emotions are going to be heated regardless um, because of the circumstances, it was just a shitty thing to do. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, uh, I'm not a proponent of, um, of of throwing at people, but but I think AJ Cole handled it correctly. Uh, he threw behind the guy. Uh, it wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't attempting to injure him, but um, but that that's what you do when when you know when you're when you're mad at a guy, and 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 yes, the umpires reacted appropriately by tossing Cole, um, and then Sean Rodriguez acting like an idiot, escalating things. Um, it, it just it, it just goes back to the idea that this was a day where emotions were going to be worn on the sleeve regardless, and the Pirates acted like a bunch of fucking idiots. Apparently <laughs> we're just going all out with the R rating at this point on our show. Yeah, uh, yeah I, felt, I felt bad that I hung you out to I last night. Uh, as baseball would have it, still tied 5-5 later in the game. Jung Ho Kong comes up against uh, Kota Glover. He just gets a center cut 3-0 fastball, hits it out for a two-run home run to make it 7-5 at that point. Jason Worth, who was involved in that brawl, uh, he did there, one of the first people out of the dugout when it happened, comes back in the top of the eighth inning. It's a two-run home run off of Felipe Rivero, who walked the first batter he faced to put him on in front of Worth. Seven-to-seven game at that point. The Nationals go on. Chris Heisey singles in a run in the eighth. Clint Robinson singles in a bases-loaded single. Uh, Pedro Severino draws a bases-loaded walk, 10-to-7 at that point. The Nationals take the finale, 10-to-7 final. Uh, big, big at-bat by Jason Worth there. He was obviously not happy with what had gone on. The fact that Harper got injured on the play, uh, he comes up big in a pinch hit uh, situation there and just absolutely crushes a mid-90s fastball from Rivero, hits it out to deep center field. Right. You know, living well is the best revenge, and, and that's what Worth did was, was 
um, you know, you know, come up there big for the team. Um, I, you know, we learned a couple of things performance-wise from, from the Nationals today. Um, I, I think it's becoming more and more clear that Cody Glover uh, probably isn't ready for prime time. He's given up home run, three home runs in his last seven appearances, five runs and three home runs over that time. So uh, I know they love his arm at this point. Um, you know, he, he's throwing a lot of strikes, but – uh, but that uh, that command be able to to hit spots uh, isn't there right now, and, and right now he's just leaving it over the plate and, and getting tattooed. Um, you mentioned AJ Cole earlier in the game, uh, not his best appearance, and that's are still trying to settle on a fourth starter uh, for the playoff rotation. Cole is obviously in that talk, but um, but his appearance today um, lessens his his. Uh, um, his, his spot in the pecking order, I think. I think Reynaldo Lopez last night probably um, his performance probably put him um, above Cole in the pecking order at this point. And, um, up until this point, I think Cole was probably um, you would have to consider one of the more reliable um, options for that spot. But um, again, three runs, uh, three walks and a hit, and two and two thirds. You know, he was settling down, and 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 had he not. Um, you know, essentially been forced to retaliate for Dung's uh, stupidity. Um, you know, he might have given the Nats five or six or seven innings and um, and solidified that spot. But but we know um, he'll probably get one more start late in the week um, to see if he can uh, you know kind of uh, resurrect his his candidacy for the fourth spot. But um, but at this point, that that is no no more clear now than it was yesterday. I think ideally you want Joe Ross taking that spot, but as we discussed last night, he hasn't had much time back after the shoulder inflammation landed him on the DL. He's been out for over two and a half months. Uh, he's had moments on the mound where he looked really strong and looked like the pitcher of old. His slider's working. Uh, I think I mentioned last night, if I didn't win all the drama that was going around, but I really like the way he's worked in his changeup in the last two starts. That's something he was working on all year, and, uh, you know, the time off definitely hurt his ability to kind of work that into his repertoire, but he has been using it since he came back. When he gets that pitch going with a fastball-slider combination, add that into the mix, he really could be a devastating pitcher out there. Uh, Dusty Baker said this week that when he talks to people around the league, they all talk about him as one of the top young pitchers out there. So ideally you want him in there. They have some options, as you mentioned, with Cole or Ronaldo Lopez if they have to, but – I'm just not sure at this point how much you can expect from Joe Ross. I wrote about that for Masson on Friday, um, how much you can expect from a guy who missed two and a half months essentially coming back and throwing him right into the postseason mix. Right. I mean, you know, he threw three pitches the other night. Um, you know, and, and he'll get another start before the playoffs start. I just I don't see them stretching him out to 80 pitches in, in his last start. And at that point, can, can you trust a guy – to start game four of, of a divisional series who hasn't thrown over 80 pitches in, in three and a half months at that point. I, I don't know that you can. I don't know that, uh, um, you know, if, 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 you're, if you're going to go roll with Ross as your number four starter, then you have to carry a sixth starter on your team uh, in case he, he goes two and two-thirds innings and you have to bring somebody in to give you four or five innings there. And, uh, it's just that's a very dicey proposition when you'd like to carry the extra bat uh, in a playoff series. The Nats might not be able to do that. Well, we're talking about roster machinations for the uh, upcoming postseason here. Now that we know they're in it and we can actually talk about that without getting yelled at by doghouse for jinxing things, I did think it was interesting that uh, 
Brian Goodwin got the start today in the outfield. We haven't seen much of Michael A. Taylor except in uh, pinch running opportunities and here and there since he came back up. Uh, Dusty Baker actually talked last week about really liking what he's seen from Brian Goodwin, the development of his swing. Uh, I I don't know what they're going to do with that bench. I haven't laid everything out and looked at the possibilities, but it it could seem like it comes down to one of those two for the defensive replacement and uh, bat off the bench there. Goodwin, obviously, a left-hander, Taylor, a right-hander, Defensively and speed-wise, I'd probably give the edge to Michael A. Taylor just because I've seen him more. I have a better idea of what he can do in each of those roles, but some of the base-running decisions by him haven't been the greatest either. So uh, Dusty Baker could be leaning towards Goodwin. I don't know what I'd do there, but uh, what do you just think of the fact that Michael A. Taylor's stock seems to have uh, significantly fallen this year? Well, and you didn't even mention Ben Revere's name. I mean, we have to assume that Chris Heisey, it is one of the outfield bats. Since he's a right-hander, you yeah. think they're going to want a left-handed bat, which is why I think Goodwin is getting the playing time. But Ben Revere has been on the roster all season long, uh, and you didn't didn't even mention his name as a possibility of, of being carried on the playoff roster. So, um, yeah, I think it's a fascinating question. I think, um, you know, in the perfect world, the guy that you traded for, Revere, would be the guy that you would want on the playoff roster, and I think it would be a shock if he were left off. But uh, but that's where we are at this point. I mean, Ben Revere is hitting 221. He's got an OPS of 570. Uh, he had three base hits today, so that probably um, helps his stock in, in Dusty Baker's eyes. But um, the fact that, that here we are a week before the playoff starts and we're talking about who's going to be the left-handed uh, outfielder bat that they're carrying and the idea that Brian Goodwin is actually in the conversation is, is a complete shock, I think, to, to everybody, uh, the Nationals included. It's not. They're in the postseason, as we mentioned. They're going home for the last home stand. Uh, you locked up the division. You clinched that spot, but not everything's clinched. Uh, I still think home field advantage here with the Dodgers coming up is just huge. The uh, possibility of having to start out in L.A., come back to D.C., and then potentially fly back to L.A. is just not what you want to do going into a postseason. Uh, if I remember correctly, the Dodgers are now two games behind for the second-best record in here. Uh, I think it's important for the Nationals going forward here. You want to rest on players, but you have time to rest them next week. Uh, you want to keep everyone sharp going into this year, and I think you, you really have to play hard for that home field advantage going forward if you're the Nationals. Oh, I completely agree, and I think that's why you saw a handful of starters um, in the lineup today. I mean, normally the day a day game after a night game where you punch to the division, you know, nobody would have played, but uh, but we saw Harper in the lineup. We um, you know, we saw Rendon in the lineup. I mean, these games are still really important. Uh, the Dodgers are trailing to the, to the Rockies now uh, in the seventh inning. But, but yeah, no, this is this is still important. The Nats have uh, a couple of games on the Dodgers, and uh, if it goes to three after today, uh, I think that's really important. But I completely agree with you. If the Nats can clinch home field advantage for that series, uh, they have to they have to play hard until they do that because. Uh, I think it's absolutely critical that games one and two are, are in D.C. with the option of, of flying home uh, to play a game five if it got to that. Just before we wrap up, uh, Washington Post writer Chelsea James quoting Harper, and he said his immediate concern was that he tore the ligament in his thumb again, that it's not that, more like a jammed in basketball sort of thing. So hopefully that play didn't really hurt Harper in the end and cause a real big issue for the Nationals going forward. So, 
we'll see what happens with the Nationals. What we do know, Archie Bradley versus Tanner Roark, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and their awful away uniforms come to the nation's capital tomorrow night. 7.05 start, start of the last home stand of the year. 91-64 and 64 on the season after today's win. We'll talk to you after tomorrow night's game. All right, sounds good. All right. Doug has his gun at.